Welcome to Parent Talk Podcast, the podcast for busy parents, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks to make parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Becca U. Lewis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 5 of Parent Talk, Everything Parenting and More. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two, and I'm, of course, with my co-host, Becca U. Lewis. Hi, Becca. Hi, I'm Becca, and the co-host of Parent Talk and also a mom of two. We're excited for another opportunity to learn and grow with our children today. Let's welcome another wonderful guest to help us do that. Yes, so today we're talking about meditation journey for children with Haley Winter. Haley is a meditation teacher, a a certified life coach. She is also studying in psychology to become a registered professional counselor. And she's a single mom of one. I don't know how you have time to do all of this, Haley. That's amazing. So welcome to Parent Talk Podcast, Haley. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Awesome. Well, welcome. It's super nice to have you with us today. So meditation, let's talk about the big M today, right? We It's, it's a buzzword, I find. We all hear about meditation. And now we're talking about meditation for children. So let's start with what is meditation exactly? Yeah, you know what? This couldn't come at a better time um, to really gain some knowledge and understanding into exactly what is meditation and how can we sort of add it into our daily lives um, as a family as well. So meditation is actually one of the most important ways that we can help our children cope better. So both in their personal life and also academically at school. So let's talk a little bit first about what meditation is not, because there are lots of misconceptions about, you know, what meditation may or may not be. So meditation is not about going into some sort of strange trance or daydreaming. And it isn't about uh, reciting some fierce mantra over and over again. And it's not about controlling our mind so that we don't have any thoughts in our head. Um, What meditation is, is it's a practice of self-awareness. So it's really directing our focus and and attention in a very alert, um, clear, watchful manner. And we do that by focusing on, um, especially when you're starting out in meditation, focusing on your breath. So creating that awareness um, surrounding your breath, the rise and fall of your breath. Um, So the goal of meditation is not to control our thoughts, but rather um, stop our thoughts from controlling us. Oh, wow, amazing. And what are the benefits of meditation for children? So there are so many benefits uh, for meditation, uh, you know, with children. And by the way, children can learn to meditate at any age, um, right from a toddler all the way into, you know, adolescence. And it's great for parents as well. So it really helps and is proven scientifically to help decrease uh, any stress and anxiety that the child is experiencing. It helps with physical relaxation. Um, You know, when we carry tension and stress in our bodies, we don't realize how tense we become. But really allows the opportunity for us to just relax physically into that present moment. Um, It helps us to create more awareness around our thoughts and also improves our mindfulness. 
um, meaning our present awareness um, throughout our daily lives. It also helps to increase a child's self-confidence and kids have actually shown to become more proactive versus reactive. So if we look at a situation like a bullying situation, children that meditate have actually been shown to be able to control their emotions and being able to walk away and ask for help versus reacting and po possibly getting into like a physical altercation. Um, it also has, has been shown to dramatically help with any sleep um, challenges that children may be having. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways we can practice meditation at home as a family? Yeah, so what you want to do is you want to really involve your children in this process. So if we look at setting a really lovely um, sort of atmosphere, so nothing that's too warm or too cool, you know, what I do with my son is we just sit on the floor and it's similar to what we used to do as children with building forts. You would ask the ch child to each grab a pillow or a cushion and then you would sit in a circle as a family. Even if you're a single parent like I am, you can still sit there with, you know, the two of us in my case. And it's a wonderful experience. I like to light candles um, and then you can join hands if you like, or you can just sit with your legs crossed or you can lie down, whatever's most comfortable. There really isn't a right and a wrong way to do it. Now, I would recommend putting away any toys or any, anything that may be distracting for the child. Um, and then also playing some very gentle, soft music. And, and again, you can ask your child to choose the music that you use for meditation that day. And now a question that I commonly get asked is, well, how long should we meditate for? And really, I would recommend using your child as the lead on that one. Um, so you can start with as little as, you know, a few minutes, maybe five minutes, you know, three minutes. You want to make it so that it's not a feeling like a chore, but rather something that your child asks you to do as a family. So I would recommend using it as a wind down practice um, before going to bed at night and, you know, really making it a great experience um, as a family. That's awesome. Yeah, it's something I've done with my kids a little bit. And sometimes they, they ask for it, which is, you know, great to know that, you know, that's what we, we want is them to ask for it and want to, to do more. Now, what are some techniques we can use if uh, we become distracted or the kids become distracted during a meditation session? Yeah, that's a great question, Becca. And the, the first and foremost thing that I would recommend is really just connecting with your breath. So what you can do and what your child can do is put your hand on your belly. And as you take a big breath in, you breathe in through your nose as though you're smelling a rose and you can feel your tummy expanding and you hold at the top. And then as you exhale out, you breathe out through your mouth as though you're blowing out a candle and you'll feel the fall of your tummy. So you breathe in, take a deep breath in through your nose like you're smelling a rose. Feel your tummy expand and then exhale out. Just feel your tummy um, relax. So the connection to the breath is the easiest thing. And, you know, why we recommend that in meditation is because our breath is with us everywhere we go. So you're not relying on a prop or something to be there when you need to use it. And also, this is a great tool 
because if children are feeling a little anxious or stressed while they're at school during the day, you can teach them to simply close their eyes and just connect with their breath. It, it only takes a short, um, you know, a few deep breaths, and then they'll find um, that their rest and digest parasympathetic system will kick in and they'll start feeling more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading, um, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, uh, that taking three deep breaths actually kind of deprogram a little bit like our, our, our stress or nervous system a little bit to relax, to make, it makes us relax. So like to consciously take three big, big breaths, mm-hmm. we'll do this already. So of course, if you connect with your breath longer and do some meditation, then it will bring some calmness and it will bring some, uh, a little bit of Zen time, you know, a little bit of uh, maybe a you time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I liked it when I feel like I, oh, you know, even in traffic, you feel like at least if I do three, it really like changed the space around me. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps you to connect more with the present moment versus getting lost with those thoughts in your head. So if you just close your eyes for a moment, I'm just going to lead you through just a little short visualization exercise so that we can gain a little bit more understanding into our thoughts. And if you're driving in a car and you're a mom listening to this or a dad, maybe pull your car over before you close your eyes. <laughs> yes, no crashing here, please. No crashing, no. Okay, and what okay. I would like you to imagine as a beautiful snow globe in front of you. So the snow globe has a gorgeous bright colored dragon inside. So you can see the dragon, the water is clear. Now, when we shake the snow globe up a little bit, give it a few like quite hard shakes and then pop the snow globe back down again and watch the dragon. You'll notice that you can't see it quite as clear. It's being surrounded by the the white snowflakes. And then as we let everything settle, you can see the dragon more clearly. So this is a great um, little exercise that shows us what our thoughts are like. So when we can just create that space in our thoughts, we're able to see things more clearly. And it's not so muddied. So you can open your eyes. Were you able to visualize that as I was leading you through that? Mm-hmm. Did it help you gain a little bit more of an understanding into, you know, when your thoughts are all over the place, it's really hard to think clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the example of the dragon because I feel my children have two boys will definitely connect with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, having some, I think it was one of my meditation teacher one time told me, sometimes you taught are like a little puppy, you know, you'll be meditating and then your puppy goes, it goes away. Right. And then you just bring back your little puppy, you bring it back and it's okay. Don't give yourself a hard time or it's a training and you're training your puppy. So it's cute. It's, it's, uh, it's playful sometimes, sometimes it's crazy and sometimes it does dangerous thing, but you just bring it back and, and uh, continue meditating and then your little puppy's going to go away again and you need to bring it back again slowly and take care of it and nurture it and be with your little puppy. And that's something I've been teaching my children, the little puppy example. Yeah, that's wonderful. 
And another great example of that for parents as well, and I've used this with children, is that you pretend that you're sitting in a theater and you've got the stage in front of you and your thoughts enter from the right side of the stage. They cross the stage and then they exit on the left. So it's like just watching and observing your thoughts without becoming attached to them, without grasping onto them. When we can see our life in that way, um, life becomes a lot easier to sort of cope in our daily life because we're not becoming so stressed and having that dialogue um, in our head become louder and louder. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, You have mentioned to me in the past, uh, you have a program called Positive uh, Mental Health uh, that you are offering in school. Can you talk to us a little bit about it? Yeah, so the the program, I launched it in the schools um, earlier this year in 2021 because I saw a real need for, um, you know, teaching children and adults as well, collective families and teachers, how to cope with stress and anxiety um, by using mindfulness and meditation. So the program that I'm running, it's a one-hour workshop, and it's for children and adults. Um, The the school packs usually um, fund the workshop, which is amazing. And then we we talk a little bit about, you know, what is stress and what is anxiety? And then we dig deeper into mindfulness and meditation. And I use specific illustrations throughout the workshop that's easy for both the children and the adults to understand. And then at the end, we actually create a family map. So that's a mindfulness awareness practice. So how can we Um, how can we implement this into our daily routine as a family? So it gets everybody involved. It's um, it's really it's really amazing, and and I've had such great feedback with regards to people feeling less stressed and more sort of more in control of their lives without that over that sense of overwhelm. And this is an after school program or during school. Yeah, so I facilitate it usually in the evenings um, around six o'clock um, and it's all on Zoom, jean Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so I guess uh, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Haley, where else can we find you? Yeah, so my website is refuel, R-E-F-U-E-L, healthandwellness.com. And I'm also on Instagram under refuelfit, R-E-F-U-E-L, fit, F-I-T. And yeah, if you want to connect with me, feel free to connect with me, um, info at refuelhealthandwellness.com. Awesome. Do you have any other question for uh, Haley, Becca? No, I think, you know, meditation's been, I think, a bit of a hot topic. Lots of people have been wanting to learn how to do it, and you've given us some great strategies. I'm going to have to, uh, like Jean-Viev, I have two rambunctious boys, so wrangling them. Any other tips on how to wrangle kids if they're, (laughs) you know, not quite (laughs) ready to meditate? Yeah, so I would honestly make it a fun interactive family experience Becca um I have found even for myself like my son is 11 he just turned 11 and I actually took him to his first sound bath experience on the weekend and when I walked in he was the only child 
you're, you have to lie there uh, for 90 minutes still and pretty really quiet. And the yoga um, studio owner looked at me and sort of was like, oh, are you sure, you know, that he's going to sit there for 90 minutes? And I said, yes, no problem. And sure enough, he did. So I would say to you that our children are far more, um, they're really in tune and they're far more open to meditation than what you may think that they you know, that, that they may, may even be. Um, you'll be surprised when you start and give them the lead. Let them choose the music. Let them choose the cushions or the pillows that you sit on and just make it a really fun, um, a, a really fun sort of serene bedtime routine. I, like um, I also wanted to say that a, a new um, research paper just came out by um, Sick Kids in Toronto and it was just published uh, earlier this year. And they, they looked at the six domains of mental health. So those are depression, anxiety, irritability, um, attention span, hyperactivity, and obsession. So they interviewed children age um, six to 18. And of those children that they interviewed, they... Um, 70.2% reported seeing a deterioration in at least one of those areas since we started with the pandemic. So it really shows a great need to, to teach children tools and adults as well on how to create more present awareness, more mindfulness, more inner peace um, in our lives, particularly, you know, over the last couple of years of what people have had to sort of contend with. Mm, yes, we do have to talk about this. I think that's important, right? The, the pandemic mm. has hit hard a lot of families. And I think we're just, I don't know. I know. I think some people actually now really have to work hard. I create a new, a new now because yes. it's, it's still there. And I think it's going to be there for a while. I hate saying this, right? But uh, mm. finger crossed. But yeah, a lot of people are going to be working out of their house now. <laughs> Yes, that's easy. right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that concludes today's episode. Haley, um, Becca and I would like to thank you for taking the time to be here and bring so much value to all of us parents, helping us grow and of course, be the best parents we can be. Thank you so much, ladies. It's, um, it's my pleasure to be able to hopefully impart a little bit of inner peace and, um, you know, in your lives. And it's really my great honor and privilege to be here. I listen to you guys all the time as I'm driving in the car. I absolutely love what you offer to parents. And thank you so much for all that you do, bringing the education and awareness to parents when, you know, parenting is not the easiest job at times, right? Let's face it. But we're not alone in this and we're all together. And thanks to you, we have uh, some amazing tools and experts. And yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. So for our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. Of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now on YouTube at Parent Talk TV. You can always subscribe to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you feel like sharing, sharing it on your social media, that would be great. Um, it would be great to get to people to meet Haley and learn a little bit more about meditation, right? So as you said, Haley, parenting can be hard. So remember, it's important to laugh, 
keep learning, cherish your village and be true to yourself. So thank you for joining us today and have a great week. Bye. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of parent talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.